I saw a, a picture on the web the other day and there was something happening in a crowd. And in this crowd, there was one old lady leaning against this barrier, just looking ahead of her, taking everything in, whilst around her were people of different generation, not looking at what was directly in front of them, but all looking on their phones as they recorded what was in front of them. And it struck me that there is a a parallel there with, with what's happening here with Peter. You know, so often we can just want to capture the moment that you miss the moment. We seem to be so bent on recording everything to prove that it actually happened instead of often just standing there or sitting there and taking it in and experiencing it for, for what it actually is. And here's Peter saying, oh, this is amazing. There's Moses, there's Elijah, there's Jesus. I'll build some huts. Don't go away. Stay here. Let me have you. And then, of course... Other things start to take place. But that instruction, listen. I wonder what you like at listening. It's a good question, isn't it, at the start of a sermon? (laughs) What you like at listening? I guess if you're anything like me, you're probably going to be a little bit worse than you want to be, or that you think you are, at actually listening and taking things in. And I guess if we pass our, our memories back to when we were children, we'll all recall occasions where our parents were speaking to us. We could hear them, but we were not listening. And I know from spending 30-odd years in the classroom <laughs> just how real that experience can be. <laughs> you know, where we think people are listening... But listening is so important, isn't it? It's important for our safety. It's important for relationship. It's important for knowledge and understanding that we listen to what is being said to us. In our Old Testament reading there, the Lord said to Moses, dot, 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 so Moses set out. Moses listened Peter obviously didn't share. He listened to what Jesus had asked him to do. Tell no one about it until I'm risen. And then he's writing about it. God the Father saying to those three disciples, listen. But listening takes time and effort, doesn't it? It takes time and it takes effort. And in this fast world in which we live, where the pace of life always seems to be just increasing. Time seems to be that quality that can be so elusive, doesn't it? The time to, to be still, the time to sit and, and truly listen to people and things. This relentless moving forwards to always do something. And yet the world recognises how important it is to rest, 
to be still and to listen to ourselves, our inner selves, and relax. And you know, billions of pounds are spent and boost the economy in this nation and around the world. But billions in this nation alone, trying to get us to do precisely that. To stop, to give ourselves time. That holistic approach to life. Recharge your batteries. Recalibrate your spirit. What I love is the fact that scripture is always thousands of years ahead of any great idea that the world comes up with. And scripture is full of the call to this holistic approach towards living our lives. And it begins with listening. And listening to God, the one who made us. Listening to him and receiving from him. I mean, some examples from scripture. James 4, 8. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Or 1 Chronicles 16, 11. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Jesus himself, those words that we've sung this morning. Matthew 6. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added unto you. Spending time with God. To listen to him. And I wonder how good you are at doing that. I'm never, I'm never in the place where I feel like I've done it enough. <laughs> and this morning, when I suddenly realised, what time was it, Andy, this morning? Quarter to eight or something wacky like that. And I suddenly realised, oh no, I've not even given Andy the music for this morning. I've been so busy doing other stuff. I haven't been listening to all the things that need to come together for today. But how do we spend time with God? What do we do? When do we do it? Where should we do it? I think I've covered why we should do it and the scripture calling us to that and Jesus himself calling us to do that. But the best way of creating a chance of hearing from the Lord is to create an opportunity of stillness to do it. To get away from things. We know, don't we, so many people come to, to this part of God's creation to do precisely that. To be still and to breathe in, to receive, to restore their spirits. Freedom from distraction. Yeah, but Dave, what do you do? How do I do it? What we do in that time of coming before God, I think is far less important than the decision we have made to honour him by choosing to do it in the first place. Just setting that time aside says to him, Lord, you're important to me. And I want to give you some time back. Quality time. 
And it doesn't have to be ours. We all know how blessed we can be by a, by a friend who, who comes along and just spends a couple of minutes with us because they wanted to. We all feel blessed by that, don't we? They've been purposeful. They've designated some time. They've chosen to be there. I, I read an article last year that, that tickled me a bit and it was to do with... Um, uh, it was a Catholic church in, in Ireland and the church had come up with this idea of how to respond to the church family who are always so busy in Lent, particularly in Lent. And so what they'd come up with was a drive-through blessing lane at the church where the priest could actually pray for his church family before they travelled on their way to work or whatever else they were doing. And they would literally drive up, they'd put the window down, the priest would say a prayer and woof, they'd be off. And I thought, that's bonkers. And I laughed at it. And then I thought, that's me. How often do I treat God like that? I just want to be in the fast lane, pull up, give us a quick blessing, Lord, sort me out and I'm off, woof. Instead of sitting, spending time with him. Moses took himself up a mountain. Isn't it interesting that he had to wait six days before God said anything? (laughs) Hurry up, Lord, we're Goodness, what's going on here? How many of us would have thought, he's not coming, I'm off. Six days. I wonder why. I think it's because God knew it was going to take Moses six days before he got his head sorted enough to be able to hear what the Lord was going to say to him. But then he receives from the Lord and the world is changed from that encounter. Sometimes we have to just be patient. And it's so hard, isn't it? Being patient like that. But it's a rhythm that we can get ourselves into to be still before God and to be giving him time to speak to us and for us to receive. And as we approach Lent, beginning this week on, on, on Wednesday, you know, so often... And you've heard me say this plenty of times before. So often we think about giving something up, don't we? And that's good and it's right. And traditionally it's a a season of fasting from something in order to focus our attention on something else, bigger and greater than ourselves. That's why you do it. That's what fasting is all about. And whatever it might be, whether it's a food or whether it's an activity, Whatever it might be. But it's also important, I think, to take something on in that time. You lay something down to pick something up in order to refocus. So I know that as I'm staring into the 40 days of Lent, I know what, what it is I'm desiring to do with that time. And I know I want to do some more kind of reading and focusing and thinking on things. I'm going to 
Be purposeful about that. And so I invite us all, I encourage us all to to consider that, to put some time aside, some special time, to be sitting still and no other agenda than listening to God. Being still. You might never have even tried that before. I encourage you to give it a whirl. It's transformational. A regular pattern becomes important and it forms itself. If you've not done it before, just enjoy that. It's a few minutes each day. Tell you what to do in it in a minute. Those of us who are perhaps you might be quite familiar with that. Well, maybe try something new within that time. Journaling. Writing things down as you go. A particular study. Some other reading material. Looking at the readings from the previous Sunday. And chewing them over. And giving time for the Lord to to get in. Choose a time that suits you and your rhythm. For me, it's always been the start of a day. I like, I like to have that time alone in, in quiet. And it's always amazing how wonderful, how close you get to the Lord in that time and how beautiful and perfect everything is. Until everybody else wakes up. Until you get out of bed. (laughs) You know, we need that time. I find I need it at the beginning of the day just to get myself sorted. A chance to listen to God with what he might be wanting to do through me and with me in that day. Rather than me charging off in my own strength and my own ideas. It's been advertised on the newsletter frequently. If you've got a smartphone, you can download a free app, Lectio, L-E-C-T-I-O, 365. Beautiful. Little eight or ten minute reflection in the morning and at night. And you just sit and put it on. It helps. I always have a notepad and a pen or a pencil with me. It might be that I really feel that the Lord has said something to me or prompted me to do something and I scribble it down. But more often than not, I'll tell you what it is, more often than not, it's something that the enemy puts in my mind because he'll always want to distract us. Listen, the devil will want to stop you doing this because he does not want us spending time with, with the Lord. I find that when I sit down and I start to do that, suddenly this great drop-down menu of all the things that I should be doing start to come to mind. Oh, yes, yeah, I've got to remember that. And I'll get distracted by that. I've got to remember it. I've got to remember it. And then I'm away from thinking why I'm there in the first place. So that's why I have my pen and paper. And I just scribble it down. I think, ah, I don't need to worry about that now because I will remember that. And then I get back to listening. <laughs> that's why I have it. You might be the same on that. Read over scripture. And say, might well be. The readings from the Sunday. 
And on the newsletter this week, what I'll do is I'll put down some ideas, four questions. That if you take that up, you can be asking yourself of any piece of scripture, four questions that will help you in that time. I'm not going to tell you what they are now. I'm going to put them on the newsletter. So hopefully that will encourage you to read your newsletter. (laughs) And listen to what I've been writing. But it's about receiving from God. Father God said to the three disciples on the hill, on that mountaintop, This is my son, the beloved, with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And I and you would benefit from doing precisely that. 